0: Welcome to the Back of the Net, football podcast by football fans for football fans. Okay, welcome back to Back of the Net podcast. With me, as always, is my uh, humble
1: sidekick, Rob. Rob, how are you? Psychic Simon. I'm uh, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday.
0: Uh, Same to you. Um... So do a little bit of a post-mortem You want to do a little bit of a post-mortem on Liverpool Um, I confess I turned this game off early
1: That was my That was my first question to you At the, what stage did you turn the TV off
0: Yeah uh, When I pretty much knew they were fucked
1: That's yeah. when I
0: turned it off And I just re- saw so My knowledge of the actual ins and outs of the game Are somewhat limited Because I refuse to watch highlights of it
1: <laughs> And I know this game has been dug out and and analysed And Carragher had a meltdown After Neville had a meltdown at United's game um, You
0: see For me as a Liverpool fan Okay It only pisses me off That we couldn't run Man United's focus in it <laughs> Yeah It ruined it It other, ruined the whole uh, other, other, than, other than that I'm okay with a
1: bad result Every now and again <laughs> I mean there's a bad result And then there's that um, it, You can't blame And I know everyone wants to blame Adrian <clears throat> Uh, but you can't just blame him for those mistakes that he made. Um, you know, it was just like from back to front, from front to back. It was just like an awful performance. Yeah, um, and I it could, made I... look. It made the, the thing that annoyed me is it made it look like you can beat Liverpool that easily. It made Barkley look like a spectacular player. It made Greenish look like a world class player. It made Cash look like he was a class player, and that's not you know it's not what like uh, Liverpool are about. So.
0: Yeah, I I, I think um, I think Liverpool just had one of them days. I um, I see that Jordan Shakiri has COVID as well. I wonder if it's a little bit more rampant in the club than we thought.
1: Before Maybe, that, before we make excuses for that absolute there's no excuses future performance right, like, there's, can, no like for that. there's none. I mean, everybody lost their head, and, and I think that when you look at leaders in the team, you obviously look at Van Dijk, you look at Allison. Um, you also look at Henderson and mm-hmm. what, he, what he does lack in maybe some sort of footballing ability and technique he makes up for in uh, captaincy, in professionalism yeah. in, in, in leading a team and he would have got that group of players around the neck and said listen lads, close it down for 10 minutes
0: you yeah, know calm it down.
1: we're under lockdown for 10 minutes and that's it and we didn't have that we had Fabinho, I thought had a decent game which is weird to say, considering he's a defensive midfielder, only ships seven. But Gomez and Trent, and, and that side of the field just went missing. It yeah. was a. Every time Villa attacked, the, the worst thing we can say about this is that Villa were humbled by the 7 2. It could have been 10 2 if Barkley wasn't so. Just influenced by his Everton experience. He, he had like three guilt edge opportunities, he did. didn't he? Yeah. And I know there was like, I know the transfer, the, the deadline has passed and stuff, and Liverpool were linked with Gazaniga from Spurs, who's an actually decent goalkeeper. Uh, didn't go from, we have Adrian, four to six weeks, Alisson is out. That is worrying. Yeah. And if there's one team I want to win the league this year, it's uh, other than Liverpool, it's Villa.
0: Yeah, they're, they're playing well, aren't they? To be clear to them. Um, but it's just such a strange one. I mean, the the results across the league are all over the place.
1: They are, and they're they're concentrating on on the thing where, where, where there's no um, fans in the stadium, so it's like a training match, and some of these training matches happen like that, and what you know. And, and, but I don't think Klopp has the team ingrained like that. He he doesn't manage a team like that. No. Uh, world, world champions, European champions the year before, Premier League champions. Um, we, You can say we'd had one of those days, but I don't, I've don't. never experienced a, te- a, a team as good as this, a team that Liverpool has as good as this, being absolutely a shambles. Mm.
0: I did read an article where Jurgen Klopp said that no combination of Liverpool players should be beaten 7-2 by Aston Villa. No. So you just, I think, look, Liverpool haven't had a bad day at the office in nearly three years.
1: Mm.
0: I think they're probably due one. I don't think it'll be the last one this year just because of the way the season started and um, the short um, pre-season and all that. There's going to be injuries.
1: The, the result is always magnified um, by the fact that Everton are on top of the table. I know we're we'll only like four games in, but Everton are top of the Premier League and the next game that Liverpool will probably the worst defeat have <laughs> ever suffered, yeah. now their next game is Everton at Goodison Park in the Merseyside Derby,
0: yeah. Um, which to be fair, on current form, I can see Everton winning, um, although history would suggest otherwise. Um,
1: but then current, current form goes out the window when it comes to derbies, so
0: but the other side of it is, I mean, like Everton, I'm not going to say they can't win the league because you know Leicester City and all that, mm-hmm. yeah. but. I think where Everton will suffer is with injuries if they get one or two injuries I don't see the quality behind that to come
1: in they uh, in their previous game and I know they haven't played like Liverpool have played Chelsea and Arsenal yeah um, which is a bit more competitive than Brighton so Liverpool have proved that you know they can beat these teams to hire the top four top six whatever Everton really haven't shown that yet yeah Um so I I would hold my breath when it comes to them challenging for especially challenging for the league and like you said they do have a thin squad uh, Liverpool may have a thin squad if COVID rampages through the whole fucking team so well shakiri has gone now so yeah yeah I saw that um and then they couldn't get rid of a certain place so the, the transfer map has been a bit weird uh so I don't know we we'll just have to see I mean the game against Villa was I would love to say it's in like an anomaly mm-hmm. where just one of those things But The way Liverpool Lost their heads And it proves An awful lot of Pundits that I don't like Right About this <laughs> high High line that we push um, And if you get it wrong It can go dis- so There's a sort of It can go Disastrously wrong So yeah. The The, the risk reward Can be uh, Quite brutal
0: um, Yeah but If we go the rest of the season um, And don't play like that again I mean The reward is high um you gotta say that other teams will look at that performance, go, Well, how do you get in behind? And for me, that would just mean that the defence will have to sit a little bit deeper. I don't see that ultimately mm-hmm. affecting the game, um, except maybe how they get the ball back so quick, because the press starts
1: from the front and the defence squash it in. From from looking online, some of the comments is that they want Fabinho back in the centre back position and Gomez to take a day off. And against Everton with a mid- midfield like Decore and Alan, I want Fabinho in that midfield. Mm. I want Fabinho pressuring those two players because they're going to be doing the same. And Henderson, hopefully, if he's, I don't know if he was, he was probably called up for England and in international duty bullshit, but I want him fit and I want Fabinho fit and. I know Cato was hauled off at half-time. I don't know what's going to happen with Kata this year.
0: Yeah, I'm, 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 I was sitting on the fence. I kind of, you know, I want to see, but I just kind of want to see him shipped out now. He just hasn't performed. I think yeah. anywhere near the hype that was brought in with him. Um, I think we're probably best to uh, cut our cloth with him and, um, you know, bring in someone else who can
1: do the job. And you know, I've been patient with him. I've wanted him to be successful. I've wanted we him all to have. Himself. Since, like, since he came from Leipzig But God, I don't know man When Wijnaldum On his last year of his contract He looks like He'd probably end up leaving Yeah Next year And then who do we have left over I mean Curtis Jones might come in um, But anyway look it's That's the Liverpool game I, I just thought that It's an anomaly We'll see what happens Villa could have won 10-2 um, okay. I would prefer to lose 7-2 to Villa Than lose 7-2 to City or United Yeah Um. So I think in that way we might be. It's unfortunate the international break came up the way it did because you would love them to bounce back and like fucking clap, have them ready and. Yeah. But the next game is Everton and it's going to be a huge. That's going to be a massive, massive game yeah. against Everton. So. Uh,
0: Look. Yeah. In a way, having the thirty-year monkey off Liverpool's back, mm-hmm. as a Liverpool fan, mm-hmm. it means I'm not overly bothered what happened in the league this year I mean obviously I would love them to win mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be desperate for them to win, do you know what I mean?
1: Um, you'd want the, the players to be desperate to win because you'd, yeah. you'd want this to go on so you'd want, to, you'd want at least a trophy and I don't give a shit about the FA Cup or the, as far as I'm concerned the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup are the second string team, the reserves the youth team play those cups that's it, they have nothing attached to them Champions League, get into the semis, get into the finals, Uh, league, stay up there. Um, I think that's what I think that those are the ambitions of Liverpool. That's where the caliber is. Mm. Um, That game against Villa was I just okay. So it'd be funny when Villa come to Anfield, (laughs) see what happens then. Maybe we get a reverse aggregate. I don't know. We'll see.
0: It, it, it is a strange one And I think Under normal circumstances I don't think Villa beat Liverpool I don't think In any position They have a better player Than Liverpool No um, But it's just One of them things I mean I'm sure If you talk to any footballer go, They've go, they all had One of them days
1: Yeah As And you, like You know uh, 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 Man well, lost 6-1 uh, Under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, But they also lost 6-1 under Ferguson yeah. Against City So it's, it, it happens. It's
0: one of those it games. Does it, it does happen. The most important thing now is how they respond to that.
1: Yeah, and it's a um, shame they can't respond Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Yeah.
0: No, but still, I mean, for uh, for me as a person, if that was me, I'd be seeding going into the next match. Mm-hmm. Seeding, I would if I was playing Everton, I would want to step out there and I would want to embarrass them. And nothing shy of embarrassed them
1: As long just as they have that mentality So long after yeah. And as long as we have some players Because you have to remember Alisson is not going to be available For mm-hmm. that game It's going to be the same defence The same back five Do
0: you know what and I was um, I was reading there Sorry to go across you there for a second But I was just reading on Adrian's statistics Oh yeah And they're not good <laughs> they're not. Um, I wonder would you be better off Putting Cuevie and Kelleher in there Just give him a chance
1: Adrian's statistics are that he has been at hold on, fault. Hold on a second, hold on a second sec there, Rob. Yeah. Adrian? He's Spanish. Adrian, Adrian. <laughs> He's not Adrian, from the fucking Platts Adrian! <laughs> Adrian has been a fault for more goals conceded than Allison, yeah. And Alisson has played an awful lot more games. So we're stuck with this keeper until... Klopp shows a bit more faith in Kelleher uh, I don't think I, I, I think we might be this is horrible to say but I think we might be getting into a carious Mignolet situation here with, with Adrian where the defence don't have the confidence in you know. him mm. um, he is not Allison. he can't play footwork he needs to belt the ball when he gets the ball back to him yeah. um, did you see the, the <clears throat> on the last point for Liverpool did you see what he did when um, Watkins hit post I did not he walked away just walked away. He just walked away and the ball was still in play. Like, he literally hit the post, the ball was still in play and Adrian just lost complete sight of the ball and just walked away from his goalpost. Yeah. And Carragher was like, where's he going? Where's he going? <laughs> so, on the last point, I think that's, you know, I just look forward to the Merseyside Derby. It's not one that I'm going to enjoy but I think it's one of the most important Merseyside Derbys in probably two decades.
0: Well, look, certainly it's, um, it's there for Everton to throw down the marker. Mm-hmm. Um, like Liverpool haven't become a bad team overnight. Like no. up to the Villa match, they've dispatched everyone, and yeah. you know they played Chelsea and Arsenal, and they they weren't even troubled. No. Do you know what I mean? Like Chelsea weren't a match for them, Arsenal weren't a match for them. No. So whether Villa caught them on the hop, uh, I don't I don't know if the whole COVID thing was playing on their mind, I don't know. All I do know is that Jurgen Klopp won't let that happen again.
1: He won't let it happen again. But also, like Villa, congratulations to them because they finished everything. And yes. it's not about saying Liverpool playing shit. Villa actually made Liverpool look poor. Yeah. Um, oh, no, they played. They played very well. So um, I'm going to have to uh, take back Villa to the bottom three. <laughs> Well, you know what this season's meant? They could go out to West Ham next week and lose 6-0. It's just,
0: but, it's the um, most up and down season, isn't it?
1: It is three games into, four games into the season and, and it's insane. It's unpredictable. It yeah. is completely unpredictable um, as per our predictions.
0: <laughs> There's nothing more unpredictable than our predictions, right?
1: Oh, yeah, well, it's predictably bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the fun of it. It is. That's in fairness, yeah, yeah. I'll like, never be a betting man.
0: No, like me and you both know uh,
1: when we're predicting these games that they're going to be fucking wrong. So <laughs> I think we need to. I think we need to start predicting these games more based on football ability and the, the present situation, as opposed to just our hatred of certain players and managers. But that's what I was doing. I was, I was
0: when I was predicting the teams. I was predicting them based on who I thought was the stronger team and blah de blah, 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 and. It all went tits up And it got them wrong So then I started Then I started doing The opposite of what I thought Was the stronger And then everyone lost
1: So Dave Dave, (laughs) Let's not gloss over this It went tits up (laughs) It did It it, it, it went badly (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear about um, Danny Welbeck I did not Watford let him go He He asked him He did after one season He asked him for a second season Have I got a second season
0: (sighs) You cut it in. Bravo. I didn't know how we were going to work an angle there. <laughs> that was
1: a good
0: he, one. That was a good Did one. he ask them to smell his cheese? <laughs> Jeez, afterwards. No, he didn't. Um yeah. well thought. I mean, that's a well thought out one, Rob. Thank you. Anyone listening wouldn't have a clue what you're talking about, but if there's any p- fan of Alan Partridge, you'll get that straight away. Yeah, and it's fun to join in. <laughs> join in the crack. <laughs> um so just, a, I mean, you can't talk about Liverpool going tits up without United going tits up.
1: That was probably what made the Liverpool result worst.
0: <laughs> yeah, if, if only that hadn't happened. You know, we could have picked yeah. the piss out United fans. Yeah. But United have real problems, don't they?
1: I think part of, one of their problems is that Jose Mourinho is trolling them. <laughs> uh, and the, the only way he's trolling them is by being so humble. After a 6-1 win um, Against United They were shocking They were Even I know they scored The first goal When Fernandez. Um, yeah penalty, a penalty Again surprisingly, Surprised um, But they were shocking At the back Yeah Oh my god Maguire I mean I know he, he's having A poor season and I know he's the England Like he's a United you know, captain So he's going to be Shone on a different light And, 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 and all that But there's no reason To tackle your own player yeah. Did you see what he did with Shaw? Um I didn't. No, I didn't
0: I but it's through the highlights of it.
1: For one of the six goals for um Spurs, um McGuire tried twice to head the ball back to De Gea and both headers missed. And then as De Gea went to get the ball and Shaw was going to intervene, he pulled Shaw back and then Spurs scored. Yeah. So think with a
0: head the size of Maguire's he'd be good at header wouldn't you?
1: I mean you would think the effect of his slab knocking yeah. a, a ball but it uh, that was shocking. I mean I watched that whole game through and through and and the whole defence, Shaw um by um Maguire and Wamba just awful. It was an awful performance. And Pogba giving a penalty away with his ribcage by just <sighs> doing a big splash on the ground. I again what's the point? What is the point?
0: Yeah. Um yeah I read an article today, this morning when I got up, that Manchester United had sounded out Pochettino. I I think, I think the, it's curtains for Ali going to Solshire. I don't see a comeback from from this. I think, any, think?
1: any time that Ollie leaves the club because he's such a legend and he's and the fans love him so much that it'll be done in a delicate way. It'll be done in a way where it doesn't it doesn't offend the supporters, but Pochettino be mental.
0: I think Pochettino would be a, 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 good, a good choice, I mean, look what he did with that Spurs team
1: he'd be, a, he'd be a great choice, but it doesn't mean it'd be a good choice for him to go there Um,
0: He might not want to go there
1: What well, top manager would, you're entering an absolute, I mean, they've signed Cavani today
0: Yeah, that's a Cavani, strange one
1: It is a strange one, because Cavani has been on a free transfer for the last six months
0: Yeah
1: And now but, we're signing him on deadline day, that's weird
0: and here it's got, it's costing United ten million for the season.
1: Yeah, surprise, surprise! They're paying the they're paying the agents. They are million. they are a humble mess. Um, when it comes like they're I, I I don't we're not like professional football we're not pundits or anything like that but you can see where the the weakness is it's in defence. Yeah, so and fun. we talked about this in the previous podcast. There is there are a limited number of really class centre backs out there, but the job of the, the recruits is to find them. Yeah. And they're just not doing it. All they're doing no. is just like throwing money at stuff. It's insane. It's crazy. And long may it continue.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like um Jose Mourinho when he said that getting Man United, <clears throat> excuse me, getting Man United to second in the league table with that team was his biggest achievement. I think it's proven that he was right. I you know I, sure I I, really I think he, I think I think he proved just what a clever manager he is, with what he had his, at his disposal there at United. Because you have the likes of Luke Shaw there, yeah. who is uh, who not not joking would not get into a Sheffield United team. No. You know Harry Maguire, I doubt would make a mid a mid table
1: team at this moment. Is he like, is he the most expensive expensive defender in the world right now? He's eighty million. Well, he unless there was one this year, yes, I think he's the most expensive yeah.
0: defender in the world. eighty fans. million. That no. is. Insane because he yeah. is not even when he played for Leicester, he wasn't an eighty million pound defender.
1: And they managed to uh, replace him quite quickly with Cyan yeah. Chu. Um, and like, <laughs> you know what what a transfer that was. Look <laughs> <Good> at
0: old Brandy. <laughs> um, but like, see the problem with dealing with the likes of Leicester is they don't need the money, so fork up what they want or, or piss off. You know,
1: that's that's the way it went, and and like the the but. He, they don't want the money, but they know that United are desperate. Yeah. And no matter what manager comes in, the interpretation is that United are always going to be desperate until they sort out their defence. So everything that everyone they buy or are interested in will have a premium attached. Yeah. Of course, especially of course. especially English born players. Yeah. Um, but
0: what I don't understand is for less money they could have got cool Koul- You're going on with this Koulibay. he's he He's better I mean, than anything there, United. I mean after Virgil van Dijk, I'd say he's the second-best defender in Europe at the minute.
1: Well, that's true, and, and United's policy is a bit scattergun, so I wouldn't be surprised, but they didn't go from... The, their focus wasn't on the back. It's, it's so weird. The focus was not on the defence. It was on Cavani. They got a left-back, a right-back, yeah, left-back in Telez, They got a young winger and the transfer window. But they didn't sign a centre-back. It's, it's... You know, I, I don't care. Like, I... I, I I'm interested as a football fan as to how their policies work working and stuff, but it is absolutely scattergun right now. It's, yeah. it's insane. I think it's clear that they don't have policies. Yeah, and, 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 and the people that suffer are, are the fans, but also the uh, people that are judged on it are the, are the managers because they've gone through four.
0: Mm. So, like what, um, I, what, I, what I what I found interesting at the weekend was um, Patrice Evra. Now, like him or loathe him, he, he's a Man United
1: man to the core. When did you he know? start becoming such a fucking fanboy of United? You I know, he realised he's played for like three or four other clubs. Like, why is he saying, know this that, is my club. It, it is. Like, he
0: played there for nine years or something like oh, that. Okay. Um, but look, like him or love him, I, I follow him on social media. and that He's kind of a likeable guy, you know. Um, and he's just, he's devastated. And I can akin this to the time when Kenny Douglas took over Liverpool. um, at the start of the FSG era, mm. after Hodgson, and Liverpool were just awful. I mean, they were sublime and they were awful in equal amounts.
1: Yeah,
0: and it was just heartbreaking as a Liverpool fan, and, and I totally get where he's at. And um, the only difference is really, as a Liverpool fan, um, the glory days were when I was very small for mm. Liverpool. I don't, I don't really remember them all that well. Um. So, but United fans, it must be tough for them now. Uh, not that I care, <laughs> but it must so be tough. We I, have
1: two I, very d- d- different interpretations of Patrice Everton <laughs> then. just
0: I, I just, I just, I just go by his uh, his social media, and he's kind of a
1: funny guy. You know, I, so I, I, I saw what he was doing on on um, Sky Sports, and he w- he wasn't employed as a Man United fan. he was employed as a pundit, and. He said, don't put me again. I feel like I'm going to quit Sky Sports. I don't feel like I can comment in any Man United games. So fucking telework then. And fucking stay at home. And fucking, like, your job as a pundit is to be impartial. And I know, like, there's so many Liverpool and there's so many Chelsea and Man United, like, pundits out there that it's, it's difficult to be impartial. But don't start talking bollocks and saying, oh, I, I don't want to do any more Man United games. Fuck you, you're doing all the Man United games for the rest of your contract. We're not going to terminate it. You're going to fucking commentate. You're going to have to go to the stadium. You know, all these sort of things. So I just felt like it was like a big baby throwing his fucking... Toys t- out, t- out of pram. out pram. Or anything else that was in the pram. They just threw it out. Blankets, everything. <laughs> diapers. And I did, it just felt like a, like a child just having a tantrum. So, and look, I, I don't there... like it, so I don't want to do it. No, there because is... you're employed to do it. So do it. Stop being such a... It Analyse the game. At least Roy Keane is able to go that was sloppy and I would have loved if Roy Keane was on the Liverpool game and Jürgen Klopp was there too because that would have been just fucking priceless
0: but to be fair to, to be fair um, Jürgen Klopp said what was it he said he said last week Mr. Keane called us sloppy but today we weren't sloppy we were a net.
1: yeah he needs to uh, Jürgen Klopp needs to just like shut up about Roy Keane yeah. because Roy Keane is a pundit right now and he needs to stop for, and this is the this is the for any, I suppose he doesn't have an awful lot of interactions with Roy Keane. He probably didn't know an awful lot about Roy Keane. But Roy Keane, like you said, he's just commentary gold. He is soundbite. He is soundbite oil.
0: Oh, he, he's
1: uh, so good. And he, he just—he doesn't just ensnare like people like myself and yourself, or, or people that listen to his quotes. Obviously, people that are like famous and are really good world class managers listen yeah. to him. Um, and they need to just stop and just do your own thing, so I was kind of pissed off that he referred to Roy Keane in that one
0: Yeah, but look, the, the thing about how Roy Keane as abundant is mean Like to be fair to him um, when he's on Sky or something like that, and if Liverpool p- play well, in fairness he will say look, they're a good side mm-hmm. you know, and he's critical of United when he needs to be critical of them so he, he calls a spade a spade I think, he, he's honest, he's brutally honest and you'd probably be better off if you actually took a bit of what he said on board
1: I think it'd be taking what Raikin said and, and not really taking offence to it because that's what Raikin is he doesn't give an awful lot of analytical insight into a game he yeah. just said either it was good or it was bad and that's that's as far he goes or you need to show character or you need to run more that's as far as he goes yeah. so I, I didn't like the way Klopp reacted to it. and Like, you know, I love Klopp and I love Liverpool and stuff, but I didn't like the way he reacted to it. I actually thought Roy Keane was in the right. Uh, the way he commented about it and the way he defended himself. I thought Klopp was sensitive and touchy. And it was, like I said, it was a shame that, that uh, the two of them weren't there to interact about the 7-2 game. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are just Klopp happy. Can't question anything. You yeah. can
0: you have to be able to question things. I mean, that's just yeah. the way it is. I mean, I hope and I pray, not that I'm a religious man or anything like that, but if there is a Jeebus out there, I hope um, Liverpool are doing a monstrosity of a post-mortem on that game. I mean, tearing every blade of grass apart on what happened.
1: And, you know, just you know, fix that. You know they will. And not to get stuck on the Liverpool game because, to be honest with you, I thought the best game of the weekend was Leicester versus Manchester City.
0: No, but it was.
1: Look. That was a one-all draw, but that was Bielsa Guardiola. Do you know what? Chips down. You go. I go. Let's see what happens. And Rob, you, you words, said you said Leicester there. Sorry, not Leeds. <laughs> oh, sorry, Leeds. Sorry, sorry, Leeds. Uh, it was it was like chips down. You go, I go. And we see what happens, and they just went for it, and it was fantastic. It was one of the best one all draws I've yeah. ever seen. And Le- I saw Ireland in the nineties.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ, we're not, we're not going to talk about Ireland. There we just will just dog off. But just just go back there one second. Leeds yeah. are just becoming one of my favorite teams to watch because Which, yeah. they just have a go. Fuck it, just all in, all or nothing. Your man Bielsa is just a breath of fresh air, I think. And maybe United should sign him.
1: Oh, oh. That's an interesting call.
0: What do you think I
1: of that? I, I, I don't know if he'd be able for the chaos um, that's behind that board. I, should he just, he, he'll just he's sit a, on his cooler box. He's an experienced manager that's been around the block, and I don't think he'd put up with that chaos, saying that he is at Leeds. um, But. That game was just... I couldn't, I couldn't keep my eyes off. It was a fantastic... It was back... It was back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And yeah. some of the finishing was bad. But the way Leeds played with like, such a wanton abandon. And, you know, if you're going to attack us, attack us we're going to attack you. But the speed... Yeah. Like, we were... I'll, I'll say one thing. I am glad that we got Leeds out of the way at home in yeah. the first game of the season. Because <laughs> they have proved that they are going to be such a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they will not struggle at all this year. They'll struggle to keep, keep a clean sheet. Well, that's that's it. about it. Yeah. But
0: um, they remind me of they r- remind me so much of Jürgen Klopp's first two seasons mm. at Liverpool, where it was just goals, goals, goals. But by Jesus Christ, we couldn't keep a clean sheet to save our lives.
1: I mean, they're, uh, they're maybe a, a centre-back uh, on a hold and midfielder away from really challenging, and especially this year, because this year is just an, like an unknown one. Yeah, it's a it's a chaotic start of the year. I don't know if it's going to level out. I don't think it will level out. I think it's considering like countries are going to lock down and and Liverpool like and, uh, I'm just saying like Liverpool where they have all these COVID cases and I'm sure it's going to happen to other cl- uh, clubs and who knows what's going to happen when the European uh, competitions start up. Mm. Um, but Leeds are definitely going to be there and thereabouts, uh, and I love watching them. I really yeah. do.
0: And like, it's great. I mean, it's it's so good. It's so refreshing. To have a team come up from the championship and just have a go. I mean, you know, just fuck it. Just,
1: just, we're here. Let's enjoy it. Whatever. You know, but that's, that's Bielsa ball. Yeah. That's his, his, the, the fantastic thing about Leeds is that they haven't completely blown their wad on players or on massive signings or, or big names or anything like that. They're playing the football that Bielsa has bred into them. Yeah. And they're doing it with, average players or slightly above average players he has Bamford as a goal scorer and that's all down to him and his his ability to get through his um his tactics and and the way he wants to play so Leeds are, like, are fantastic and I really do hope I, lo- I would love for Leeds to finish in the top four and yeah. then see them re- relegate next year into
0: the <laughs> uh, and another one just going back to Everton there for a second um, mm. and we were talking about that they might challenge um, what will get in Everton's way is Jordan Pickford Jesus, that that man. I said I, I was looking at the same statistics there for the goalkeepers today, uh, in terms of shot stopping and mistakes made. And um, Adrian, uh, two places above Adrian, and Adrian was like well down there. Yeah. Uh, two places above him was Jordan Pickford. So, yeah. unless I think Everton find not, you know, a world class keeper, but just someone better than Pickford. Mm. Because
1: uh, yeah, he's they've a signed star. they've signed a, a goalkeeper um, in the tra- in the in the last transfer deadline day. Did uh, they, they sign? Yeah, they did. Yeah, um, and he was at, he was on loan at Calgary next year. So I have absolutely no information about him. Uh, but I do know that he has got longer arms. Um, but Pickford just—I mean, without going to his size and the length of his arms and all that—he just makes bad decisions. You I feel yeah. like he gets he gets frantic and hectic in the box, and. They don't exactly have the best defense in front of them, so when that happens, it looks really bad. Um, so the, and he's made consistent mistakes, like he's been playing in the League Cup, and this is what I was talking to you about before because I thought Everton might focus more on the league, but he, Pickford played in the League Cup during the week, and I think he probably played in the FA Cup, and um, so I don't know where Everton's strength off the bench, their squad, is how it's going to do with all these competitions coming up, so it could be a thing where everyone kind of wane away. Uh If Calvert-Loon is knocking the goals in, great, but if Pickford's just picking them out in the net, then, yeah. it's, you know, if you're scoring at one end but conceding at the other, we know that from the Liverpool season under Rodgers, it doesn't get you anywhere.
0: Yeah, and um, and what, what happens when Everton come up against, and, uh, you know, all respect to who they've played so far, but what happens when Liverpool, uh, when Everton come up against, you know, a good defence?
1: Yeah, against... You the, know, one one that doesn't let Calvert-Lewin get loose. But I think I think Everton's concern should be more about not who, not the defence that they're coming up against, but the attack that they're coming up against. Because if you're conceding goals at home to Brighton from these stupid mistakes, <sighs> believe me, when you play City, and even now Arsenal, uh, or Wolves, then you're going to have a lot more pressure on your defence than your goalkeeper. And if your goalkeeper is just throwing the ball into the net, then you're in fucking trouble. Mm. Um, so, I like, as much as, you know, it hurts me to say it and stuff, I think everyone will be there and thereabouts, but they need to focus as to where their priorities are, but also Pickford for the rest of the season. Yeah. Wow.
0: See, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear that they brought in a goalkeeper. I wonder if it is, uh, if it has been brought in to take Pickford. out out of the equation because right now, he, I don't think he's the best keeper in England. Like we've had this discussion. I think Nick Pope is a better keeper, but...
1: I think Dean Henderson's probably a better keeper, and he can't even get in the United team.
0: And that's saying something because the Hay is shocking at the minute.
1: It's yeah, did you see him for Son's goal? Jesus. Well, anyway, the whole defence they were shocking, but um, yeah, I I think Everton will be there thereabouts, but they got to focus their priorities and really, they got to sort out Pickford because he is not a top four keeper. Yeah. Um, the drop off is huge. The drop off between him and Allison and Ederson, and even Lloris. Is huge. So Yeah.
0: Like I, I there could be silverware there for Everton this year. If you say if they focus their priorities, there, there's no reason they couldn't have an FA Cup or a League Cup or, you know, mm-hmm. even a good run to get into the Champions League.
1: I, I um, think I think they're all I think they're all mutually exclusive. I, I can't see them doing all three. Uh, their focus needs to be either getting the Champions And I, I'm sure Because the money's worth more They'd be happy more Everyone fans would be happy more With getting into a Champions League place Than winning a League Cup mm. And finishing seventh um, yeah. If they were able to get in the Champions League But they're going to have competition It's going to get stiff
0: Yeah um, I mean as the season goes on there I mean It's just going to be unreal um, But Again, just from one other side of it, there just looking at my prediction at the start of the year of Sheffield United, they're in big trouble right. already, aren't yeah, I they? I mean, are. they're
1: they they're they're just they've just gone so far backwards. They're shipping, uh, they're shipping goals, and they end scored, and that's not a good combination. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll take them out of my bottom three relegation picks. Just yet. no, no, four um, cylinder. Oh God, yeah. The only one I'd move out now is Villa. Yeah. <laughs> Just above yeah. Um, yeah I don't know who else Would I put in It's t- it's tough down there At the bottom yeah, The way things are At the minute Maybe Man United You never know
1: <laughs> <laughs> Too big to go down Do you know, who, do you know what Roger or Hodgson right. said About Liverpool or to, uh, Not too big To be in a relegation battle Relegation battle yes. Hello
0: Hello Death warrant There you go <laughs> Jesus Christ That guy I Swear to God like His his idea to fix our problems Was to sign Paul Koncheski You can't say he's not ambitious <laughs> God. But like in fairness to Roy Hodgson At a club like Crystal Palace And where or when he was at uh, Fulham as well he, he, He's done a great job
1: That's his level Yeah That's his level
0: um, I, Agreed 100%
1: He was never at Liverpool's level at all So no. yeah he's done good with Crystal Palace And I like Crystal Palace
0: so. Yeah well shock and horror I mean you used to support them You left Crystal Palace To support Liverpool
1: No I joined Crystal Palace And then I left them To support Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> It was a fleeting romance That lasted about 10 seconds Was it just to uh, Get Jersey off your man, Dad? Uh? Just to piss off my brother When they won 4-3 In the FA Cup <laughs>
0: Fuck you Motherfucker <laughs> I want a have sandwich <laughs> We won't talk about sandwiches On this programme Robert okay. Bad. Mm-hmm. okay fair enough Um Okay, so look, there's nothing really else you want to discuss. Any? Uh, oh, you did you say something you wanted to talk about, Luis Suarez? Uh,
1: well, I always want to talk about Luis Suarez because I hate Scots. Why do you um, hate Scots so much? I just don't like. I think that he's overhyped as a Liverpool legend. Um,
0: well, he's not. He can't be a Liverpool legend. He wasn't there oh, long.
1: Well, some people refer to him as a Liverpool, like uh, consider him like the amount of goals he scored, but he was never. Playing it. Like he's more of a Barcelona legend and a Barcelona player than he is a Liverpool player. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't really have any more any more to say other other than like, you know, he's doing well and good luck to him and I hope he gets over his uh, separation.
0: <laughs> oh, did you see, um, just going on foreign players there for a minute, um, what's his name? The Arsenal, ex-Arsenal fellow playing for Juventus, Ramsey. He's yeah. really, he's did he get his move out of Juventus after? I know there were like talking to Watford or something for him <laughs>
1: I'm not entirely sure
0: no sorry it wasn't <laughs> even Watford it was like it was like Leon or not in something in France like you know it was such a downward spiral on his career
1: Dave yeah, that's a leap going from Watford to Leon
0: they're I about as shite as each mean, other
1: I mean you really are Sky Sports here right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's why they pay me the big bucks on the back of the net
1: podcast. Uh, no, I, 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 I suppose with the transfer window that happened, there there hasn't been many. I mean, the, the biggest one is probably Cavani, considering he's such a, a well-known name. But where he fits in that that team as a as a as an older striker, I just I I don't know. But that's United's policy: to sign Ibrahimovic, to sign to sign Falcao, to sign Igalo. Yeah. Let's sign Cavani and give him a massive contract and for two years and it's only one again, year.
0: Like, no, it's two years. I only read it's one year, ten million for one year. That's so okay. I, yeah. okay. I could be wrong. I'm open to correction, but that's what I read. So. But it's
1: just United's policy right now of just throwing shit into the wall and, see, and just see what sticks. And it's yeah, like ugh, I don't
0: get it. I remember uh, Rob Liverpool going through a phase like that as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: when they were just buying players. To plug a hole, they weren't trying to fix a problem. Um,
1: They were always one player away. I remember in the nineties and the early two thousands, they always thought they were one player away. We were Stan Collymore away from winning the league. We were Paul Ince away from winning the league, and we just bought these, and it never fitted. It never had a fit.
0: No, it was Um, it was just like there was a team, and we just kept you know putting a bit of wallpaper over a crack here and putting a bit of wallpaper rather than. Tearing down the wall And just building it back which,
1: up Which we Which we did with Klopp Which we did yeah. with Klopp And FSG And I'm just so shocked That United fell into The same trap That, that Liverpool fell into In the early 90s And continued for like A good 10-15 years yeah. um, So shocked that's where they are Shocked happy? Well yeah Shocked and happy Well more happy than shocked <laughs> um, But uh, No like I, I don't think there's anything else I, I think that That covers The weekend of Shite well though I will have to say, fair play to Spurs. Son, I'd have him in my team. Kane oh, looks man. decent. Kane look quick. Kane look yes. quick against Maguire, which is hilarious. <laughs> <Fucks>. <laughs> actually, Rob, actually I, like, I'm I'm a big fat guy, Rob. I'd look quick against Maguire. He is. He turns like the fucking Titanic. He just can't. Yeah. He can't play that high line. And
0: he he has a head like a traction engine.
1: He he has a head like a traction engine and he's got Luke Shaw eating a stack box on the sideline.
0: So, <laughs> Give me some chicken there, <laughs>
1: he's, got, he's got he's doing super max. So, he, it's that, that was an insane game. And even the sending off, did you see the sending off? Uh,
0: did I see the United sending off? Uh yeah, Martial, I did, I did see that. Uh, yeah,
1: if that was the most football sending off,
0: yeah. I did, yeah. Ash, look here, what can you do? I mean. Uh, who cares it was United And I mean, soon as
1: soon as got in trouble For using the Latin comment
0: um, Like I haven't been Jose Mourinho's Biggest fan over the years but I have to say I'm enjoying watching his Spurs team play
1: I have become more of a Jose Mourinho fan since I saw the Amazon Documentary <laughs> I, I I will Say that um, yeah. he, he he wants his players As he said in the documentary he wants his players to play Like a den of cunts. Yeah. Um, and then that even offended some of the Spurs players. Look, like they, they just use a C word. So, yeah.
0: But that's snowflakes, modern snowflakes, were you?
1: Well, it's a, yeah, it's Spurs, especially considering they're so flaky themselves.
0: Could you imagine if they put me in charge of the manager of Spurs, they'd probably take me out on hate crimes?
1: I thought they already put you in the manager of Spurs before.
0: No, that was Ozzy oh, Ah, yeah.
1: shit, I Ozzy
0: know we look alike, Rob.
1: Always oh. get you two mixed up. You and the Argentinian legend. <laughs> <laughs> who was in who was in escape to victory.
0: Me and my big fat bald head. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you and Pele. Oh god.
0: <laughs> there really is only me and Pele left. There really is. You know. Um okay, Rob, so I think that just about wraps up our little um, kind of
1: you don't want to talk about Ireland and, and, and the future hopes of, of qualifying for the European Championships, considering now there's 250 teams allowed to qualify?
0: Do you really want to? I, I don't. T- want to I, I tell you about here. How about we just do two minutes on it, right? Oh, good Lord. I, I'll give you my perspective on Ireland, right? Do, yeah. I grew up watching the Republic of Ireland play football and loving it. I have not watched a match in nearly three years because it's so bad. I think football should be entertainment and not absolute dog shite. I would prefer Ireland to go out in the game and lose 3-0 and entertain the shite out of me than play the muck that they're on playing now and draw 1-1. Okay. Because it's muck Watching Ireland You may as well Before the game starts Get a paint roller out Roll a bit on the wall And watch it Because that's how bad it is Okay I don't, I don't know how you feel about it But that's how oh. I feel about it
1: So I grew up watching Ireland as well But I grew up watching Ireland Not play football And just Packy Bonner Hoofing the ball up to Niall <laughs> Quinn And you literally could, could do A dual carriageway In between the mid, midfield <laughs> <laughs> because there was nothing going on, you could have a little toll bridge, make some money. It'd be great. Um, have a little
0: garage there. A, like,
1: yeah, a little <laughs> stuff. Oh god, you have a little yeah. Go in there, have a little, nice little, little cottage pie. Oh god, Nice hungry.
0: deli. There
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, we got sandwiches. Uh, the if
0: you put a bar in there, Paul McGraw would be there.
1: <laughs> we want to get him onto the podcast. We all slacking off uh, Ireland's probably best player ever. Um, yeah, it's it's shocking to watch them. And I know Stephen Kenny's trying to change this whole uh, way that Ireland play, um, but it's not going to happen overnight, and he's only got a limited amount of time to do it. And then he has got this players that were left over, so you know.
0: yeah, I don't think he has the players coming through. And um, in, in terms of goalkeeper wise, I just I want to see Quivey and Kelleher do well. I just don't know why he didn't move away on loan this year.
1: Will always be Ireland. Will always be stocked with good keepers and good defenders. Yeah, uh, they will not be stocked with good ball players. Because that's not what they're bred, and they don't get games in the in the Premiership. Even though I have Jeff Hendrick and stuff playing for Newcastle, but and Conor Horror and playing for Aston Villa, but they don't play like that for Ireland, you
0: know. No, and and, and look, I think about every twenty years or so, Ireland will get a world class player. I mean, I think the last world class player Ireland had was maybe Damien Duff.
1: Oh, you put him over above uh, Rob, uh, Robbie Keane.
0: I would never call Robbie Keane world class.
1: He called Damien Duff first class stuff.
0: Damien Duff was a world class player.
1: Robbie Keane, like top goal scorer.
0: Yeah, he was. He was good for Ireland, but he was not a world class player. Okay. You you had him at Spurs. Would you would you have ever played him in one of the big teams? Like he Wait, went he... to Liverpool and failed miserably.
1: I know, but that was more than Benitez's way of. Picking the team And, 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 and putting it forward yeah. I mean Keane said from the start He was Trying to be Played in a position That he was not comfortable with That he wasn't yeah. used to That he wasn't promised I know Robbie Keane was, was I think you can call him not At least European class
0: Yeah No 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 Look I'm, I am not saying that Robbie Keane was not a good player I'm just not saying He wasn't world class That's all okay. I wouldn't like, call Damien I, Duff I, 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 I think Damien Duff In his pump There wasn't a better winger In Europe yeah. I really don't and other than that, in the last, you know, thoughts of, of despair in Irish football, Damien Duff and Rykeen are probably the only two I think we could call world class in the last 20, 25 years.
1: There's never a discussion about Irish football where I want to hint at the famine on it. Uh,
0: how, how, how do you get famine from that?
1: Because of just a lack of resources. Oh, right. Eng- England keep on stealing our rice.
0: <laughs> oh, that is good. Oh, that is good. That is good. You you must have been up to about 2 o'clock this morning writing that one, didn't you?
1: Dave and McElitey, that just came to me straight away. It's good. Thank you. No, no, Dave. Dave, that is good.
0: Yeah. The name (laughs) of this podcast would be England Stealing Our Rice. I'm sorry. That's it. That's all that happens from this moment on.
1: That's why the famine happened. Yeah.
0: That's good. I can't get over that, Rob. On that, we're going to have to end it because... (laughs) On that bombshell. (laughs) We just can't top that. That is fantastic. In the words of Shaken Stevens, love stuff.
1: (laughs) Very good. I've not come back with that.
0: (laughs) Right, look, i catch you on the next episode of Back in the Net.
1: All right, take care, man. See you later.